You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. I think moderation is one, not doing the same thing and overdoing it. So not necessarily, more is not necessarily better. It's quality over quantity, really. That's what I've learned, especially being an athlete myself is like setting goals for yourself that are manageable as well. So not stressing yourself out. So trying not to do too much or set too lofty goals, things that you can't attain or like a workout schedule that you can't stick to because then you start stressing yourself out if you're missing workouts or you feel bad about yourself because you skipped this workout and then you try to make it up somewhere else. And then, then you're, that's how you're going to get injured too. So, so, you know, I I would say also like say you have an hour workout to do but you end up looking at the clock and something's running over and now you're only going to have 30 minutes or 40 minutes instead of an hour so you should still just do the 30 minutes or 40 minutes instead of like bagging the whole thing and saying oh well I'm not going to get this in so I'm not going to do anything I'm going to do zero. That was Sarah Dimmick. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. Today, I'm super excited to sync up with my guest, Sarah Dimmick, founder and co-partner of Physical Equilibrium. New York City's premier boutique gym and fitness center offering personal training, nutrition, triathlon and run coaching, post-rehabilitation and therapeutic services. Sarah shares where her journey into personal training and entrepreneurship began. We talk all about her early roots in dance and how this career path brought her to the Big Apple after college and how it positioned her for success in training clients across many other realms of exercise and fitness. We also touch upon the importance of heavy lifting and strength training and how Sarah and the team at Physical Equilibrium focus on designing effective and safe gym programs for clients to excel and stay injury-free. Injury-free is key. Sarah shares how the gym specializes in post-rehab fitness and works closely with physiatrists, physical therapists, chiropractors, and other medical professionals to bridge that gap between therapy and active lifestyle. Of course, we talk triathlon, swimming, and marathoning, since Sarah is a coach, and I get the scoop on her coaching philosophy and what races she is tentatively planning to do this summer. As a personal trainer, running and tri-coach, mom to an adorable seven-year-old son, business co-owner and triathlete, Sarah has a very busy schedule, but she always makes time to work out, even if it's just 30 minutes. And I've witnessed this firsthand when she meets me for swims in Sag Harbor over the summer and it's in between sessions or en route to picking up her son from camp. She shows up at the beach and she's like, I've got 30 minutes, let's swim. Get ready for a super fun and educational conversation with Sarah. But before we dive in, shout out to our sponsors, Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle 
to help you optimize your body from the inside out. They are my go-to for understanding my inner health, looking at my blood levels, and getting great nutritional insight. Inside Tracker transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed recommendations you need to reach your goals. Take control of your health and wellness. Unlock the power of your potential. And use our code CHEERSMARNIE for 25% off. Now, on to my conversation with Sarah. Tell me a little bit about physical equilibrium, where it began, and how you started this gym here in New York City. Well, I've been a trainer since 2000. So going on 22 years now as a personal trainer, and that's when I moved to New York. I finished up my degree in dance from Florida State, and I moved to New York because where else do you move to be a dancer but to New York. So I came as a starving artist with $2,000 and two suitcases, literally on the Amtrak train because my parents uh, lived in Maryland and... Um, that's where I grew up. So when I finished at Florida State, I moved back home for a couple months. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to New York. So that's how I ended up here in New York. And I got some really good advice while I was at school from a grad student who I, I had approached her and I said, look, you've worked in New York as a dancer. And what kinds of things did you do to make money? And she said, oh, I did everything. I bartended, waitressed, did all the office jobs. She said, but the best thing was when I was a personal trainer because you have free gym access and membership and you get clients from there. And then you can just like slowly build your own business and create your own hours. And so I followed her advice and got my trainer cert and worked at a big gym when I first moved to New York. And that's kind of how I got started in the industry. Being a dancer, you really work on form. You have a good eye for people's form, their bodies. So I was really good at giving people corrections and making sure they were doing exercises correct. I think dancers are very like a very sticklers for form. That was kind of how I got started. And then from there, you know, I I got into triathlon after (laughs) I was a trainer for a while. I just wanted to do something different. So after a few years of being a personal trainer and in the dance industry, when I decided to transition full-time to being a personal trainer, then I kind of started looking for something new to do. And this was after I had already started my own business. So I had broken away from the big chain gym and started my own business. And uh, that's uh, then when I was looking for something else to add in my life, I found triathlon (laughs) because I knew I didn't really want to ever run a marathon. So when I got into triathlon, I said to myself, 26.2 miles is so long. That's really hard. I I think triathlon would be better because it's more well-rounded. You swim, you bike, you run. And I also really wanted to learn how to swim because I had clients who had injuries and, or arthritis or, you know, degenerative disc issues or something. And, and I would talk to them in the gym and I said, you know, you really should add 
some sort of like swimming or water therapeutics or something. And I was getting a lot of resistance from some of them. Like, oh, I don't want to go to the public pool. Oh, I don't want to get my hair wet. Oh, I don't want to be in a bathing suit. All of these things. And I, I thought to myself, when I'm old and I can't do anything, like, it, you know, my knees are shot or my hips are shot, like, I want to know how to swim. So I hired a swim coach who happened to be a triathlon coach as well. And he's the one that also helped get me into triathlon because he was teaching me how to swim better, swim laps for fitness, swim with more of a competitive mindset, not just, you know, like floating around in the pool, but really swim. I didn't know how to swim at all, which we both, (laughs) I'm still working on it, but I really didn't have a strong swim background either getting into triathlon. I mean, I knew how to swim because I spent a lot of time on the water, but like to swim for your life, to swim if you fall off a surfboard or playing around in the water is one thing. To swim for triathlon is really a totally different thing. And it's actually really awesome if you can learn how to swim laps because it's something you can do, like you said, your entire life. I mean, there's no impact. You know, it's really great for your body. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, but it's, uh, there's a little bit of a learning curve. Yeah. I think that a lot of people, their mistake is they get in the water and they go so fast, so hard and they don't, re- that's like going out for a run and sprinting. Right. In the first mile and you have 10 more after. Yeah. You have to slow down and go slow and work on your form and your technique and your breathing. And once you're more relaxed, then that's where, you know, you really get the gains from is once you are relaxed in the water, then you can work on your form and then the pull and then the kick and then work on your speed on top of that. So, but it's just like, you know, just like any other endurance sport, you don't get on the bike and go all out sprint, you know, at 300 Watts. So (laughs) wait, what? You're not supposed to do that. Or go out for a run and just start and hit the pavement and go. I actually did that this November. I did my I was my first race back at racing after two years, and it was a 5K, and I thought, oh, I'm going to crush this. And so <laughs> I was doing the rock and roll 5K in D.C., and I literally ran for the first mile, the fastest I've probably ever run, and then was, like, dying. And I was like – negative self-talking myself about how stupid that was and how I know better and all those things for the next mile while I was trying to catch my breath. And then I finally kind of got it together. But yeah, I mean, that, that also, I think happens, you know, in any, any, as a triathlete, right? I mean. Yeah. And it's good. I mean, I think it's good also to push yourself sometimes a little bit beyond where you can go. And then you're like, okay, that's my limit. And then, you know, the next time, okay, I'm not going to start there. I'm going to start at a little bit different spot and then see if I can get there towards the end. Before we dive deep into triathlon talk, let's pop back over to physical equilibrium. I worked at a big box gym, like I said, for a couple of years. And then when I stopped dancing, I I decided to go into training full time and really give it my all. And I, I really started excelling and I wanted to move beyond that big box gym and do things that were more creative with my clients, like take them outside, which I wasn't allowed to do. Or um, I was getting some TV spots on the local news and I wanted to promote myself and my training. So that's kind of what spurred me on to start my own business. So 
I broke off and started my own business. And I would say, I would say like 85% of my clients came with me and followed me. And then I just slowly built that up over the years. And, um, in 2006, I hired my first three trainers to work with me. And one of them actually is Sarah Curry, who's my business partner now. So we've been together working in the business since 2006. And she was in grad school getting her nutrition degree, her master's degree from NYU. And so she also does nutrition. So that's another arm of our business. And working together, we also, as we were expanding the business and, and I, we were hiring more trainers and more trainers, we got connected with Dr. Elise Weiss, who's a sports medicine physiatrist. So she has been like a really big inspiration for our business. And we've been sharing clients back and forth and patients. And so we got into post rehab personal training. So taking clients from physical therapy and bringing them back into the gym, teaching them how to work out with their injury. And then also like teaching them what not to do, because once you have a certain injury, maybe like a disc herniation, there's really things that you should be avoiding. Like there's a lot of things that you can still do. There's things that you ways in that you should be working out that you should be changing. Um, but then there's, you know, some things that you should be avoiding too. So we teach people kind of how to work around their injury with their injury, come back to fitness, come back to their sport, whether it's, you know, back to endurance sports or back to their weekend golf game or something like that, or just, you know, daily activities like picking their kids up or, you know, going skiing with their, their friends or whatever. So that's a real big part of our business. And so now we work closely with physical therapists. Uh, still Dr. Weiss, other physiatrists and chiropractors, massage therapists. So we have a pretty big network that we draw on and service these clients so that they're getting a really well-rounded fitness program. That's really great. And just to kind of focus on your point about how important it is to keep moving, I think it's great that you encourage people to continue movement and exercise even when they're recovering from an injury or after they've recovered from an injury, maybe guiding them along the way for safe exercise and workouts. But, you know, a lot of trainers, physical therapists will, if someone comes in with an injury, will tell them not to exercise or not to work out. And I totally understand that. But I also think it depends on the injury because that's like the worst thing you could ever tell someone who is very athletic and used to movement because as soon as you stop moving, it's like your body falls apart. I think, and I think the industry is changing, whereas physical therapy used to be a lot of like rest and do very, very gentle things, you know, electrical stimulation or ultrasound or something like that. And now, especially the physical therapists that we work with, yeah, they'll do some hands-on manipulation, some massage, some stretching, but then it's an activation at the end. And so you're turning and firing on the muscles that you really want to work, those supporting muscles. And then and then you transition that into your workouts and maybe a little bit more advanced exercises. And you have to progress those slowly. But yes, I mean, we don't like to tell people not to do <laughs> not to, to stop exercising altogether. You know, we come from the thought that, look, okay, so something's wrong with your ankle, but we can do upper body. We can do, you can do Pilates, you can do core. You could may, maybe even get in the pool and swim. Use a, use a boom between your legs and you can swim using your arms. 
So there's, there's still a lot of things you can do with an injury and it actually makes, I mean, it's proven that it makes you feel better and you, your injury gets better faster when you have blood flow and increase that blood flow through your body to heal your body. So exercise is medicine really. So tell me about the classes that you offer at Physical Equilibrium. So it's a little bit different concept. I mean, during the pandemic, we did transition and we were doing some some group Zoom classes. But now that we've come back into the gym, we've reorganized our business a little bit. And so we're only doing privates, one-on-ones. And then we're also doing what we call lift clubs. So we have this group that comes in a couple times a week. We have Right now we have three times a week and it varies on who attends, but we focus on the big lifts. So squats, deadlifts, pull-ups, bench press. So the core lifts, and then we'll have some auxiliary lifts in there as well to round out the workout. But it's basically small group training in a, like a very nice friendly atmosphere. (laughs) So, and it's led by a coach. So there's one coach and then they're overseeing the exercises, but most people are really there for themselves to like work out and to increase their strength. So we, we require prior lifting experience for that. Also, we don't want people to be injured if they're coming to lift club, just because there isn't as much accommodation for people in the lift club. So our goal is to get clients who maybe might be injured to get to the level that they can join lift club eventually and, and lift, you know, do the heavy lifts again. So it depends on the process and where they are in their recovery. Um, But yes, so lift club is for people who are healthy, who don't have injuries and who really want to lift heavy. So, you know, that's really important for women as they age to their bone density. And, you know, if you're like a cardio queen, like you're going to get, you're going to get smaller, but you're not going to get that tone. So as, as you lift more weights, you're going to gain muscle mass. And then that's going to also help you when you, if you're trying to lean out or lose weight or lose fat, body fat, like you have to involve some sort of strength training. Yeah. Strength training is so important. And it's been on my to-do list for the last year. I've started to really bring it back because as a triathlete and also as an entrepreneur, there's only so much time. And I think strength training has always been on the back burner, but I'm also getting older and I recognize, I recognize this during the pandemic, mostly because I just kind of felt like I wasn't training for anything. And I sort of started to feel like my body, which was used to working out like 10 to 12 hours a week, was starting to have less flexibility, less strength, less power. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to really take advantage of that because I'm not overly inspired to do strength work. You know, I've, I've been, and I'm proud of myself, I have to say, because I'm always doing the negative self-talk, but I've been sticking to a strength program, not an intense strength program, but to the best of my ability. And I'm hoping to take it to the next level this year. And I definitely want to come to your lift club. And I know we've talked about this. Your gym is located in the heart of Midtown Manhattan, but you're also doing virtual training. Yeah, right on 53rd Street between Park and Madison, so right in the middle of Manhattan. Um, So it's pretty easy to get to. And yeah, so we are doing virtual one-on-one training. We're not doing any classes right now, but we do have a library of classes that I've recorded during the pandemic. And so that's on our website and it's an on-demand platform. So 
there's a seven day free trial. So you can go on and check it out. Yeah. Do a few workouts, work out with me. There's stuff that's very basic up to more advanced workouts. We have Pilates, we have yoga, we have strength training on there. We have some meditation. We have some family fitness. I shot some things with my son, which was <laughs> pretty fun during the pandemic. I roped him into a few little family fun workouts. So yeah, so it's, you know, trying to teach him that it's important to be healthy and fit and work out and exercise. I really think that this virtual one-on-one training is a game changer for me during the pandemic because I like to be accountable to someone. You know, not some people are just very self-directed and they can just go to the gym and do their thing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's for most people. I think, you know, when you have an appointment in your in your schedule in your calendar, you're financially obligated to do it as well. You're going to show up as best as you're as as you can, and and then you're going to end up working harder than you probably would have on your own. So, and you're maybe you're going to do exercises that you wouldn't necessarily do on your own. Work on body parts that aren't your favorite to work out in the gym when you go there by yourself. You know, a lot of people just do the things that they're good at, <laughs> and that's how you get yourself injured. Is if you keep doing the same thing and you don't balance your body. So, and that's our tagline: is balance your body. That's really you know, when you when we talk about physical equilibrium. Yeah, that's that's what we want to do. We want to balance your body. And now, are you still coaching triathlon? I know you're a USTAT level one coach mm-hmm. and a Training Peaks level two coach, and I know that you're also an athlete. And we've swum together out in Sag Harbor whenever I can get out there to swim. So, are, are you still coaching and doing triathlon? Yeah, I am. I mean, things took kind of like a a hard stop, you know, during the pandemic, everybody's races were canceled. I had a few athletes that were still coaching with me, um, that I was still, you know, giving them workouts for at home. And then slowly things started coming back last year. And, you know, with the marathon back, we have a charity team for the marathon, New York city marathon. So that was great. We had about 30 runners on that team. Wow. That's awesome. Um, that we've been doing every year, I would say since, um, I think this was our 13th summer uh, coaching them. Um, so that, that's always great to have the team for the marathon, the charity team. What charity um, is it? It's called, it was formerly Gilda's club and now it's called Red Door Community and they're located in the West Village. And it's an organization that provides free support for people who are going through cancer. So a lot of support groups for people that have cancer, any kind of cancer, or also have been affected by cancer. So maybe kids whose parents have cancer or spouses, they go have all their own support groups for all of those different aspects. That's awesome. That's really wonderful. And it was Gilda's Club before? That's They changed the name? It's called Gilda's Club, and now it's called Red Door Community. Cool. So you coached 30 athletes for this past year for the New York City 50th anniversary. Yep. And then I have a few um, private athletes as well doing doing the marathon that I was coaching one-on-one and giving their own programs specifically for them. And then triathletes as well. So, you know, right now I have about five athletes that are doing either running races, cycling, or triathlon. Some are doing a combination of all of those. So I use Training Peaks for my software. And I am a Training Peaks level two coach. So, so yeah, it's great. I've been using Training Peaks for a long time. I mean, like since almost like the, the beginning. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've gotten to see how it's evolved and it's a great tool um, for my athletes and it's really easy to use as a coach. So I really like it a lot. Me too. 
I get obsessed with the fitness levels. Right now, I know mine is 45. I haven't been really doing any long rides, so the long bike rides usually bump up the numbers. So, I mean, like running does, even if you go for a two-hour run, it's maybe like, I mean, depending on how in, much intensity you put into it, but it's it's not going to like make a big difference on your numbers. You can't look at it when you're not doing triathlon. That's my, that's what I tell myself. Like, if you're not I mean, there is a way you can go in and filter and you can just do see or run. Oh, Do you really? know how to do that? I can, sh- I can show you how to do that. So if you go to your dashboard and you go to your performance management chart, and yeah. then you can, you can select either, you know, whatever sport you want yeah. and you can just filter that one out. And then, so that's the great thing about training peaks is yeah, it, it so can much, yeah. do a lot. There's so much you can really dive down into your data with your power numbers or like you said, yeah. like your fitness level, your chronic stress level. So it's great. I love it. I'm going to start this week training for a triathlon for my first 70.3 in June. So I've been really focused on running and I'm training for the Miami half that's February 6th. I've just been focusing on running, which is fun. It's nice. You know, it's kind of like no pressure, nothing else. I haven't been to the pool, but I'm going to start going back next week. So what are you training for right now? Well, I would say I'm not training for anything specific right now. I don't have any races scheduled on the calendar. I would definitely like to do some a triathlon this summer. You know, when I'm out east in the Hamptons, we, we coach clients out east. So we have clients in the summer from Memorial Day to Labor Day. And we have a gym in East Hampton that we train out of. And then, like like you said, like we've met for swims in yes. the bay. So I love open water swimming there. It's a great place to really train and bump up the training for biking and, and also swimming and running. All of that is great. You're such a good swimmer, too. You, I mean, I know you're a coach, but you're also a great swimmer. It's fun swimming with you. We have to make that a thing next summer. Oh, yeah, definitely. It really makes a difference to be able to get out in the open water and swim when you're training for triathlon. And, you know, obviously we live in New York City. There's not a lot of open water that's like out the back door. How is physical equilibrium doing out east? You opened last summer. What was that like? So the last two summers have been really busy out east because of the pandemic and everybody staying in their house out there and not traveling. So the demand for our for our services really went up. And so two summers ago, it was myself and my business partner, Sarah, out there. And then last year, we brought Jesse out, one of our Pilates teachers, and he's also a personal trainer. So we have, we're just increasing our availability of of trainers out there and we do house calls. We also have a gym in East Hampton that we work out of right by the train station, right downtown. And just can, we're just going to continue expanding on, on that. So our city gym is open, like I said, and then we have the one out East. So, which is primarily a summer location. I mean, that's great. So you're basically doing what you love. You started training and you built a business around it you're also an athlete are you still dancing at all I'm not dancing no I but you know what we some of our trainers are dancers and they they continue at it as well so I I go to see their dance performances all the time but I don't myself I'm definitely more of a triathlete these days than a dancer what kind of dance did you do when you were into dance Mostly modern concert dance. So I was trained in ballet from a very young age at like three or four I started and all the way through high school. And then when you go to college for dance, they mix in a lot of modern dance, which 
um, is great because you get exposed to all sorts of different styles of dance and then you still take your ballet technique. So you have the ballet technique, the modern dance, um, and then you can add, then they have all sorts of specialty classes and you can add all sorts of different styles of dance in there. What did you love about dance that kept you in it for as long as you were in it? You know, I think the, the great thing is like, it's, you're staying in shape and you're moving your body in so many different ways that you don't even notice that you're in such good shape. I mean, like, you know, I look back and I was like, Oh man, I was in great shape. I could do all these things. Um, you know, I think I'm stronger now because I lift weights, but just the, the balance and, you know, your foot and your foot strength and flexibility and just moving in just different ways that you don't do in traditional kind of exercise programs. Right. I feel like I get that from yoga. Even this morning in my yoga class, my teacher was saying, you know, stretch out your ankle. And I'm like, oh, when do I ever stretch out my ankle? Like I'm not do I should be because I'm running and I'm biking and all those things. But that is something that you need to build strength even in your ankles. I mean, I, and I think yoga is great. A lot of dancers go into yoga as well and Pilates. And so we really advocate for those like supplemental activities when we're talking to clients. So we want them to be strong. Physical equilibrium, we really promote Pilates and yoga as part of a fitness program. We want you to be strong. So we want you to lift weights. We want you to have endurance, so we want you to focus on some some sort of cardio, and and then really those those kind of recovery things like yoga or Pilates that really works your core and stretches out your back and stretches out your hamstrings. And we talk about balancing your body, so you really need all of those aspects to to a well balanced fitness program. And you also have nutrition coaching. At physical yeah, so my business partner is a registered dietitian, and we have another registered dietitian, Claire, who's also on staff. So if clients want to focus on their diet, which, you know, that that's going to get them to their results a lot faster, we'll work with people to, you know, make some really small but also meaningful changes to their nutrition. So we don't put people on drastic diets or anything like that. We really want to work with their lifestyle and what's going to work for them and make changes that they're going to stick to um, and not a fad diet. So and really, we try to teach people how to eat healthier, make better choices, structure around work their workouts and think about food as fuel for their workouts and recoveries. And, you know, we, we let people also have the things in their life that they need, whether it's desserts or a little bit of alcohol here and there. Like, you know, we work those things in so that you don't feel like you're depriving yourself and that you really can stick to it for the long haul. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the way to set up a successful diet. When I think of diet, I don't think about not eating something or eating something. I think about just fueling for whatever I'm doing, right? Like thinking about bringing in awareness to like how much vitamin D I'm getting or if I'm eating enough greens or just if I'm eating foods that make me feel energetic, but also (laughs) I love chocolate. (laughs) So you got to balance it out. But being interested in fitness is, is halfway there having that overall healthy lifestyle, right? Like if you're taking classes, it's, it's a good start. Yeah, and then looking at, at your health and wellness in more of a medical way too with like, I know that we both have used Inside Tracker and so that's really great to kind of dive deeper into 
your blood work and kind of see, you know, your sleep and all these other things, aspects that go into really a well-balanced lifestyle um, that's going to help get you healthier um, and get you to your goals too. Like, what do you want to do? What are your fitness goals? What are your wellness goals? How do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning? So, yeah, I um, think this concept that we know well, because, you know, I'm a triathlete, you're a triathlete and runners also, like people who are into endurance sports always kind of have this plan around their training. And I think that really is coming over into fitness and people are starting to think of their fitness in this way as like a, a bigger strategy, not just like taking a class, right? And there's so much more that goes into it. Do you look at your clients' sleep and data from Garmin and from their Apple watches? And do you talk to your clients about that as well? Yeah, definitely. Especially, you know, people who are coming off of injuries, we want them to, you know, maximize their recovery and get them better faster. So of course, like hydration, sleep, um, all of those things come into play there. What are you doing personally for nutrition and health and wellness and exercise these days? Well, for me, I've always been a meat eater. I do eat meat and, um, but not a lot, but I, I am actually incorporating a lot more vegetables into my diet and thinking about not necessarily going strict vegan because I'm going to still continue to eat meat and meat products and, um, and that kind of thing, but maybe more of a vegetarian style, not every day, but like some days just, just to kind of, I've, I've been looking at some research on, on that. And it's also much better for your, for the environment as well. So trying, trying to go a little bit more green that way. Yeah. Same. I definitely am leaning into more of a plant-based diet, but I still eat all the other things. And I know that they're not, I know it would be great if I could just be plant-based, but it just doesn't work for me. At least it hasn't, you know, but I'm always open to some, someone coming to cook for me every day and make all my food and then maybe it would work. I mean, it's like cutting out as much processed stuff as you can, eating more like fresh fruits and vegetables and, and that kind of thing. Totally. So, yeah. Now let's just talk about triathlon for a second. So what races okay. are you thinking about doing this summer? Cause you said you are thinking about, you know, maybe getting back out there and doing some triathlons. Yeah, so I always like the ones on the East End, like out in Montauk or Sag Harbor. One, because I'm already out there, it's really easy. I've done some of the open water swims out there as well, which are kind of challenging in the ocean. The lifeguard group has a, has a few of them. The Montauk Lighthouse, right? They used to do the one out at Ditch Plains. Exactly, yep. yep. And you can pick your mileage from, I think, like a quarter mile or a half mile up to two miles. So um, that's a great race as well. You know, I would like to get into some half marathons. Uh, I don't think I'll, I think my marathon career is over. I mean, I did, like I told you at the beginning, I got into triathlon because I said I would never run a marathon. And then after about four years of doing triathlons, I ended up running the marathon. And I just recently ran the marathon again for my 40th birthday. But I think my marathon career for me is over. I will still coach people for marathons. But, and I also like the 70.3 distance for triathlon. I think that's a great distance. It's very challenging, but it's also, it's a little bit more doable when you have, when you run your own business and have a family. So, <laughs> I mean, Ironman is a lot. It's very, yeah, it's a full-time um, job. Yeah. and it's a lot, it takes a lot of dedication. So I really, I think the half is a great distance, you know, 
coming off of injuries myself, you know, as you know, one thing that you do learn as, as a personal trainer and as a coach, like when you are injured yourself, you, you open your eyes to these, these injuries and how you get back. And so you have, you can give a lot back to your clients based on your own recovery. Um, and you learn even more about the injuries that you're teaching your clients about when you're actually injured. So, I mean, I've dealt with knee, neck, um, broken arms. I've had, I've had a lot of injuries that I've dealt with coming back and, and so then you, you end up learning so much more. And how are you doing now? Right now, yeah, I don't have, I don't have anything specific. I do get physical therapy as a tune-up, like occasionally, like last week, I, I uh, sat in the car a lot for, we went up skiing. Um, so I was in the car for several hours and I just, my, I think my, my back just doesn't like sitting in, in my little car for that long. So um, came back to the city and um, worked out a couple of days, but my back wasn't great. So I got some physical therapy and I felt like a new person after that. So just if I can get some tune-ups here and there from physical therapy, um, you know, with the therapists that work in our office, I just, you know, that's, it's like, you know, tuning your instrument and yeah. keeping everything, you know, ready to go. So it's going to make training more, more effective. I did physical therapy because I have this recurring ankle issue posterior tendonitis and I just learned a lot of different exercises for building strength in your ankles which I would never do and now there I'm incorporating them into my warm-up and my training and my strength training I try to do them as often as possible because I think that you know that's my that's my weak link is my ankles because I'm very flexible I need to build strength but yeah, I mean, physical therapy is a game changer. If you have an injury and you get physical therapy and you learn some of the things that you can learn there are great. And then just the work that they do. I think that's the other thing that I need to incorporate more of. And I'm sure a lot of athletes and listeners probably feel this way is, you know, massage or myofascial massage and just kind of, you know, taking those days off that really need to be off or as much as you put into your body, like you need to also you know, put that recovery in. Oh yeah, definitely. For sure. So yeah, if you're beating your body up and training all the time, you have to, you have to take either the recovery days or the recovery weeks or get physical therapy or get, get treatment from your sports medicine doctor, whatever you're going to do to keep you functioning at, at the best of your ability too. What are some big lessons that you've learned over the years from your own training and from your own goals and workouts that you bring to your business? Like what are some big lessons that you apply? I think moderation is one, not doing the same thing and overdoing it. So not necessarily, more is not necessarily better. It's quality over quantity, really. That's what I've learned, especially being an athlete myself is like setting goals for yourself that are manageable as well. So not stressing yourself out. So trying not to do too much or set too lofty goals, things that you can't attain or like a workout schedule that you can't stick to because then you start stressing yourself out if you're missing workouts or you feel bad about yourself because you skipped this workout and then you try to make it up somewhere else. And then, then you're, that's how you're going to get injured too. So, so, you know, I, I would say also like say you have an hour workout to do but you end up looking at the clock and something's running over and now you're only going to have 30 minutes or 40 minutes instead of an hour so 
you should still just do the 30 minutes or 40 minutes instead of like bagging the whole thing and saying, oh, well, I'm not going to get this in. So I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to do zero. Right. So, <laughs> so it's better, you know, it's better to just do what you can and then not beat yourself up about it. And then the next day start over again. Same thing like, you know, with nutrition and diet, like if you get off track for a couple of days, like just get back on, like start over um, and say, okay, today I'm going to start off better. Or I'm going to do better today. So I think it's all those, those little check-ins. I think if you have somebody that keeps you accountable as well, that's great. Like I've had a coach before for races when I've had races that I wanted to do well in. So I've hired coaches. I have some of the trainers train me in the gym. I work out with a lift club. I I teach lift club. I go to lift club. I do it myself. So, so yeah, having, having workout partners, having people keep you accountable, whether you're paying them or not, whether, you know, they're just friends you're working out with, or they're a trainer that you're paying. Like that's also something that I've learned too. I mean, pe other people push you and, and help motivate you. How do you see that in your business? Because I mean, you are, have had your company now for was it is it like 20 years yeah 2004 is when I started so on my own and then yeah with Sarah in 2006 so so yeah we've been together for a long time you know having like like I said having a partner that you can bounce ideas off of or share responsibilities with has been really helpful um, grow the business you know she has her strengths and I have my strengths and so I thankfully we've found that it works, it works well. How is physical equilibrium different than your traditional strength training gym? When we were opening this new location on 53rd between Park and Madison, and we had been trainers and we had physical equilibrium for several years before that, you know, we wanted to really set ourselves apart as trainers and the classes that we were teaching. And so, you know, the fitness industry back then, maybe like five years ago, um, before the pandemic, was really into, let's have the hardest workout, let's have the hardest Pilates class, let's have the class that's gonna kick your ass the most, the class that you know, you're gonna walk out and feel like you wanna die afterwards. And so <laughs> we had all these clients that were trying, going to these classes and then end, ending up injured. And so, I went and I tried a few of these classes and, you know, all the popular ones. I went to all the studios and I was, I was shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that they're teaching this or this is the class. Like people are walking off the street. People are not fit. And then they're going to these classes and it was just like, you know, no warm up and all out fitness effort and burpees until you died. And so <laughs> I, you know, we just, we really are focused at physical equilibrium on teaching people how to properly progress. Like you need to start off with the basics. So we really teach the basics really well, and then we can push you harder and then we can add weight and then we can make this exercise much more challenging, more advanced. Um, so, you know, our athletes, our clients that have been training with us for several years are doing things that are amazing, but we didn't start them off there. They had to start off at the beginning and, and slowly build up and, and they're not injured and they're not going to get injured because they've, they've built a really good base and um, we've progressed them in a, in a safe manner. What's your approach when it comes to triathlon training? I was coached 
a little bit by Joe Friel and worked for him a while back. So like I really follow his methodology and, and then I've, you know, also with my own kind of flair mixed in on top of that, of things that I've learned over time. Yeah. And, and then, you know, and then I really just, I develop programs for the athletes. So coming in like where they are at. So, you know, assessments are really great. Having clients send me videos if they're fully remote, like I'm, I've trained clients in Seattle or trained clients in Michigan, um, Ohio, things like that, places that are far away, Florida. So sometimes I actually don't get to meet people in person. So I do like to have them film things and send them to me. And so watch people, how they move and, and then really focus on their weaknesses and get them strong from where they are. Are you looking to build your triathlon and run coaching business? Yeah. Well, I, right now I have about five or six athletes. And so I, I capped myself at 10. So I could, I could handle a few more. So that's usually by the spring, I'll get a few more requests in for like the summer. But yeah, so I, I can fit a few more on my schedule, but I don't like to train coach more than 10 athletes individually. Cause it starts to get confusing. I'm, I'm amazed how some coaches can do like 30 or 50 people. I mean, I guess that's all they do. I mean, I run a personal training business, so I have my clients during the day, but like it's, you know, I'm looking at all their training peaks data, like, and, and their workouts and everything. So awesome. It was so great to connect with you today, Sarah. Thanks for being here. Great. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning into Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out 